0: This podcast is based on real-life events that are portrayed to the best of Athena and Amber's memory and also backed by court records and other factual evidence. While all the stories in the podcast are true, some names and identifying details have been changed to protect
1: the privacy of the people involved. Previously on Ex-Wives Undercover... After Amber and Sydney return home from Disneyland, Ben goes out of his way to flag her down on the highway as she is heading back home to Oregon. Ben of course boasts about how well he is doing in his recovery and gives Amber that awkward hug. My attorney is still trying to fight the judge's decision for overthrowing the parenting plan. And as I continue to battle Ben in family court, Amber also has to deal with Ben disputing the divorce judgment. We also find out that Ben was able to get Avery to invest in his company But that is a short-lived venture for Avery, because Avery will soon find out that while Ben is supposed to be at their home watching her two dogs, he is actually in Las Vegas with another woman. Welcome to Ex-Wives Undercover. Liars, cheaters, and love cons. I'm Amber. And I'm Athena. First we told our story,
0: and now we're sharing all of your craziest and most heart-wrenching stories of love gone wrong. Sometimes we laugh and sometimes we cry, but more importantly, we we stand stand together.
1: together. All right, girl, you ready to do this?
0: Let's do it.
1: The views, information, or opinions expressed on our show by our guests are solely the views of those individuals involved and by no means represent absolute facts. Opinions expressed by the host and guests may change at any time. Our podcast and YouTube show may at times cover sensitive topics, including, but not limited to, suicide, abuse, violence. Listener and viewer discretion is advised. Season 2, Episode 6, Obsessed.
0: Before we jump into the big cheating scandal that Avery's friend discovered in the last episode, let's catch up on the events that transpired leading up to her taking him back and cutting ties with us. He was at a low point at this point and she just made the decision to stand by him. He was also guilting her saying, this is the audacity of this man. He's guilting her saying it's her fault. Avery's fault that he lost his wife and child. I'm sorry. (laughs) I'm pretty sure you put your dick in her willingly. And it is not her fault that you destroyed your marriage. It is not how good he is. That's how good. So he yeah. mind fucked her and basically yeah. said, it's your fault that I lost my, my wife and my child in my yeah. life and everything. So you need to fix it.
1: I'm going to die. I'm going to kill myself until I get her back. And He also said, if um, I don't get
0: my child back, yeah. I'm going to kill Athena's husband and it's going to yeah. be your fault.
1: And he was so erratic that she believed that hundred yeah. percent. She was scared because she had seen him at this point do so many just erratic and crazy things. Mm-hmm. And she's just like, I don't even know you. So therefore, I don't even know what you're, you're capable of. For the next several months, Avery and Ben were full steam ahead, going to Arizona for a vacation, meeting his biological father and extended family, and renting their first home together in Puyallup. Ben had even started a company and had talked Avery into investing into it, promising her of big returns in the future. What she didn't know was that he had already been charged with 13 counts of felony theft from the company he was working at while married to Amber. Without knowing any of this, she was excited to build a company with her man and be on the executive leadership team. Things should have been perfect. She finally got what she wanted all along, a fresh start with a man of her dreams. But it was anything but that. He had asked her to invest in his company. And she invested money in this fraudulent company. And it was a legitimate had a legitimate business license. Yes. But he was going out and getting investors. And what Ben does is he finds a company that already exists with this name in the field that is popular. What he does then is he takes the name, he steals it. He adds an LLC or he flips a few letters in order to confuse vendors, buyers, purchasers, um, anyone really into thinking and to being confused that that his company is that original, very stable company. He's done it before. And mm. so he did that. And so with that, he continued to gain um, investors, right? They were dumping the money in, but lo and behold, what she did not know at that point was that he had a debit card to the bank account because he created it, right? He was just swiping it. He would write um, checks to me for child support. And it would say the name of the company. Oh my God. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yep. And I'm like, oh, this is your... I didn't know anything about the company. I didn't know that there were other investors involved. Right. It was only like one or two checks, I
0: believe. And but... if you remember correctly, this is the same company. He was trying to get me to work for him for yeah. my divorce. Supplement. Yeah. And yeah. I said, no, fuck you. He did follow through and rent a house with Avery. Mm-hmm. So he, uh, Was trying to put on the show for her initially. Correct. So, you know, she got introduced to his family in California. So that's right. He did play that. Look, it's the thing with him is like, he's good at temporarily just enough to string you along where you're like, oh, things are changing. He's going to canceling. Oh, he introduced me to his family. Oh, We got a rental house. Oh, this and that. I met the
1: bio dad, the bio sister. Like, those are important things. It's just enough. It's just enough. And he uses you as the, as a crutch almost to be that person there for him. Mm -hmm. But then he goes off and he has his fun and does whatever he wants with the other people, the other women. And then you could care less about your feelings. It's pretty awful. While away visiting family, Avery got the shock of her life when she received a message from her bestie at the airport that said Ben was boarding the same flight to Vegas and he was with another woman. She then sent Avery the photos that she had secretly snapped of them to prove it. She was absolutely livid. How could he? Of course, Ben always has a quick answer and he immediately played it off and said that the woman was just someone he hired to do some marketing for the company. But she knew better and she went undercover to find out who that woman was. And sure enough, once Avery confronted this beautiful brunette, it was just as she thought. The woman confirmed that she was indeed hired by Ben and that they did have sex while in Vegas.
0: Man, it's just one of those like, it came full circle and now she's experiencing what you went through and what I went through. And yeah, you know, it's there's a pattern. And I know we all want to believe that someone's going to have a fresh start, but Ben needs a long time by himself before he he could ever be a good partner to someone. And he simply did not have it. And maybe he'll never be a good partner, but he needs severe counseling. And we all knew that he needs help. He needs therapy. He needs medication. Like he needs like the whole kitchen caboodle to help him. And you can't just hop from one relationship to the next to the next and keep doing the same patterns of behavior. So it's not that surprising that
1: he kind of did the same thing. You're so betrayed. You're so hurt. Especially she'd give him so many um, opportunities to prove himself. She had listened like, you know, she'd been manipulated so many times with so many different strategies, right? And so when she finds this out, she actually leaves right away early from her sisters, go straight to the house. Ben is not there. And I just, I fucking love this. And, like, I love. Oh yeah. Does. And,
0: and also just to backtrack for a second, like she actually lost some friendships, um, close yeah. friends, she, she lost us first of all, which, okay. We might've been surface friends. We didn't know each other that well, but we were starting to form a really good friendship. And then she yeah. lost all of our support and then there was a few choice of her friends that were like i don't if you take ben back he's not welcome at my house just like my family we're like amber if you take him yeah. back he's not coming to christmas he's not coming to thanksgiving and her friends were very much like if you choose this guy then yeah. he's not welcome to hang out with us
1: at all yeah
0: so tell him the good part because girl oh, oh my gosh that we would have
1: done <gasps> Yeah, so I remember when it all came out. I remember um, Ben saying, you won't believe she's crazy. Because, you know, we always spin it off like we're crazy. So when I remember when he said some of these things, I thought, you're such a fucking liar. But lo and behold, she admitted to it. And it was amazing and hilarious because when she got home. He wasn't home, so hey. Yeah. So she cut Harry. the crotch out of every pair of jeans he owned, every pair of underwear, boxer shorts, I believe basketball shorts, pants, <laughs> slacks. Love it. Every pair of his pants, she the cut the crotch out of. Good girl. Yay. We <laughs> love you, Avery.
0: I wish Ooh! I knew that. I didn't
1: think so, about it, but brilliant. I was like brewing in her and boy, did that surface. Mm-hmm. She was just like... Fuck you. Uh uh-uh. uh. And just like Ben did with Amber, he gave Avery a lie detector test to prove that he wasn't lying. And of course, the lie detector was a fake. By September, Avery knew without a shadow of a doubt that Ben had cheated on her and he lied once again. She promptly broke up with him and moved out. By November of 2019, Ben was back wooing his now ex wife Amber and drove down to Oregon and left two love letters for her, all the while still trying to reconnect with Avery. A small excerpt from Ben's letter to Amber reads as follows Amber, I'm sitting here writing out an apology for what I did, but for the sake of the truth, I wanted to write this and not just ramble by giving you bits and pieces. It's embarrassing to have to admit that. I was ill and I was too prideful to admit anything was wrong with me. As you know, I was doing things I shouldn't have been doing. Offer no excuses for my behavior because you've been such a wonderful partner and wife and a wonderful stepmother to Sydney. Yes, I did what I did, there's no point discussing anyone in particular because everyone involved was part of an ill blur and the answer is yes to everything. I did things and said things that I won't even deny and not proud of while not mentally well. Everything you say, I will admit and own up to. No matter what I did and who I did it with, the love in my heart has always been for you only. Even with the things that happened, I may have given my time elsewhere as a temporary band-aid, but I did not give my love. I know that it's hard to believe that someone who loves you could do that, and I have made terrible mistakes, but that's not who I am when I am mentally healthy. I will regret what I did for the rest of my life, and I'll bear the burden forever. I love you, and I'm sorry for what I did, Ben. Some things never change. I asked Avery to forward me the text message exchange when she reached out to her for confirmation. And so he told Masha that Avery was psychotic and crazy and dangerous, and not to talk to her, not to communicate with her, because he was afraid for Masha's safety. He painted her to be this crazy bitch, just like he does to all of us. And I mean, if that's not getting a taste of your own medicine, what I is know. because holy shit, like he had its that, right?
0: Yeah. It's dumbed because y- like you were crazy. You were- I was crazy. Oh, yeah. yeah. Can we go there with the, um, mm, I don't know if we can add this in because, mm, uh, tell. we caught word about, he had a counseling appointment and he told the counselor that he couldn't show oh. up to his appointment because I was holding him captive. Hostage. Uh, Hostage with a gun, and she's like, "Sorry, we're
1: gonna have to call nine one one if that's the case." And he's like, "Oh, never mind, it's (laughs) taking (laughs) care." She goes, "He goes, so I can't. I'm gonna miss my appointment." And because he couldn't just come clean and say, "I am shady and very irresponsible. I'm gonna miss my appointment," he elaborate like created this elaborate story about his. Ex-wife, or soon to be ex-wife, you, Amber. I was um, ex-wife, holding him hostage and not letting him leave. And I don't know if he said anything about a weapon, but he definitely said she's not letting him him leave. Hostage, you've held him hostage, and she said, "I'm sorry, but it's my in like my it is my." what she say? It's my duty. Like my job, I, my duty, I my, have my like, to ethically, and I have to by law report this. So I'm going to have to report this right now. I'm sorry. And he goes, no, no, everything's fine. He should. Yeah. I'm sorry, but I'm gonna have to report this anyway. Okay. I, I also love, love her. That's yeah. the, the lengths that he'll
0: go to. So I about I died when I found that out, but I know. we digress. I know. It's, I wonder if
1: I've ever held a hostage. Without I mean,
0: maybe you've done some good things in your days. I mean, <laughs>
1: I love hearing all your stories. I know if we could go back and be a fly in the wall, it'd be pretty damn interesting. <laughs> all right. So, so she eventually
0: it. does kick him to the curb. So that fall it was yes. done. And I believe she moved out. Um, yeah. I don't know what they did. If he stayed in that house or if they just let the lease expire
1: or what, but she, no, he stayed there by himself it. for a little bit longer. Okay. Yeah. So she, yeah. moved and then, out, I'm out, but and immediately but, of course he can't be alone. So what does he do? Drives down to Oregon to Yes. Ex-wife Amber. That's right. And, and I don't know this at this time, but I remember, you know,
0: her. you've got to be kidding me. And I remember feeling like I'm going to try so hard to
1: not fight, not you know, been like, to play in person or I did, did you let her? Oh, so so I, weird. It was, I mean? thought there were like letters left at your doorstep or like, no. So what happened
0: was I had asked to see Sydney and I said, Sydney, and I, we, Talked all the time on Facetime, and she's like, "Yeah, can see you again." I was like, "Hi, baby." I was like, "Do you want to come for the weekend? You can totally come for the weekend. That'd be fun." And I remember, and that. so I was like, "You have to ask your dad though, because it's his weekend." And so right, I either right. need to meet him halfway for a drop-off and pick-up, and he's like, "Oh no, I'll drive her all the way there." Um, Suddenly, so just nice, and he knew my my we'll house too. So I mean, there's that. There's so there. it was very awkward. They came in, he didn't say much and it was just awkward. I just kind of gave them a tour of my house. And then he left. And but then he came back to pick her up. And that's when he left uh a, a note, like a fully long love letter type thing. And I didn't respond. Handwritten or typed or yes. Hand handwritten written. Well, I take that back. I think he had typed it. So he knew okay. he was gonna write the letter. He typed it up, I believe, left it. And I didn't see it. And he texted me later and was like, did you get it? And I'm like, what are you talking about? And he's like, check your, the, the kitchen counter. And I'm like, oh. And so I see this letter and I have no words. I didn't respond. And I mean, yeah, honestly, he came up the following weekend because he made an excuse of why he couldn't take the things, his belongings out of my garage when he dropped off Sydney. So he right. used it as another excuse to come back the following week. sent right. oh. the second note. And I find was like, listen, I, I don't want to hurt your feelings, but thank you for those words. Yeah. I have been dating John since May. It's now November and I was happy. And I was like, this is great. This is,
1: oh, fuck. Yeah.
0: So good. Now I
1: can so normal.
0: Good relationship is and how I really should be yeah. treated. And I have zero. I mean, I feel bad, but at the same time, yeah, sorry. And so that's when, um, don't feel bad. Don't feel bad. We shouldn't be manipulated into feeling bad so so in november of 2019 he also was trying to talk to avery i did not know this i just knew that i had these two love letters then in november maybe it was december end of november december it was right around kind of like when we started decorating for the holidays and i remember facetiming with sydney and i'm like sydney I i noticed this uh decoration on your tree and it says it says arrow which is avery's dog and i would go that's kind of weird like how could you have a <laughs> i thought she's like I thought they're broken up and like from i think i found out that they broke up i think earlier i don't know how we knew that but i think uh-huh. we kind of knew that something was wrong and we didn't
1: think they were back together so i remember and, her... and i didn't know either because you reached out at that exact moment yeah and i go that's what so i have no idea But damn, you're smart.
0: You saw. And then, but I knew, I knew because Cindy shuts down. So she was like, oh, oh, and hold on, I'll call you right back. And so I'm like, oh, something's going on. And so something's a brewing. Ben texts me. He's like, you know, Cindy's really upset. I'm like, I didn't mean to upset her. I was just asking why she, why that, where did she get it? Is that new? Like, that's so random. And he's like, well, she loves the arrow. I'm like, well, yeah, I mean, she can. It was just a question. It just seemed odd, I guess. And, He's like, you know, I'm not with Avery. But then it came out that he was trying to woo her back and that she was kind of opening the door to communication back in November.
1: In November of 2019, Avery was surprised to see a text message come through from me. I explained that I had a client who had met a man on a dating app and the encounter sounded eerily identical to the one she had experienced months prior. This guy was clearly a huge fraud. And I began to think that could actually be the same guy who scammed Avery. I wanted to get a hold of that photo that Avery had previously showed Amber and I. Were you nervous to reach out to her? Um, you know what, I was not nervous at all. I, I felt like it needed to be done for the sake of my friend. And so I put my pride aside because I really, I don't know, I didn't want her, I was, I don't know, I guess I had mixed emotions. I didn't want her to think like this was me opening the door to communicate um but I don't know I just felt like I needed to and I wasn't sure how she'd respond or if I was blocked but she did respond and she did send me the picture and um she was pleasant she wasn't we didn't get into many details it was pretty just factual back and forth and then I think I followed it up with that was the same picture that must have been the same guy you're not the only one who was fooled. Thanks. And then that was that. So She definitely didn't want to give you any more details than were necessary. She did not have that type of relationship with me at that point to share. Oh, and by the way, guess what? He did this. He did that. She was ashamed by what she had done. She didn't want to bring it up. Didn't want to talk about it. I didn't ask. Um, I'm sure if I would have asked, maybe she would have said something. Um, because you never know.
0: I mean, she didn't know if you were going to be angry Yeah. Naughty towards her. You never know what someone's, if she said, Oh, this is what happened, she might have felt like we were going to say, I told you so. Yeah. You deserve that. You had that Mm -hmm. coming. So she didn't know if we were going to be like, Oh gosh, I'm so sorry. Or, Yeah, you had that coming to you. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. So she probably was like, I'll just steer clear of that conversation altogether in case that didn't come out very good.
1: Yeah. I feel like she knew she'd have the right to um, share anything with me. And seek comfort, or maybe voice of reasoning, yeah. or maybe, I don't know. We yeah. just weren't there, so I was not a listening ear to torts, or I suppose. After a few weeks had gone by with zero response from Avery, Ben came up with a more aggressive tactic to try to get her to speak with him. She reaches out to you because, what did Ben do? Yeah, I look at my phone and there's a missed call from Avery, and I'm just like, was this a pocket dial, you know? i messages said did you mean to call me because it was really random and then no response then then suddenly it was i just decided okay i'm gonna call her because i was really curious oh oh yeah she tells me that you know he then had used her cat sydney's cat as a way to manipulate her to get her to see him face to face well she said that her roommate was allergic to cats and it was just fucked up because of Sydney's cat. And she knew exactly what he was doing. She wouldn't see him. She wouldn't talk to him. She'd put her foot down. And now he's just leaving the cat on the front porch, just like he did with Izzy. So did she think that you would come get the cat? I do not want to um, respond to him. I don't want to open up the lines of communication. She had changed her phone number. Um, and so it was... I know this is Sydney's cat. I don't know how you feel. I just need you to know what's going on. I'm not sure what to do. Right. Um, do you? Were you guys going to ever take this cat, or or are you able to get a hold of Ben and tell him to come get the cat? I got a hold of Ben and basically bitched him out like, "You son of a bitch! You would just throw your daughter under the bus in a heartbeat to smooth things over with." One of your girlfriends where you're already continuously probably carrying on another relationship with other women. And so it was just went to show how selfish he is and pissed me off. And, um, he does not respond. I don't remember him responding, but I, she did text me back and said, everything's okay. He just came and picked up the
0: cat. And then you found out later, not at this point, but several weeks later, that during this off and on relationship from, The summertime up until November, December, January, Sydney finally admitted to you once we did start talking to Avery that this is what my dad was have me involved in, which
1: was he had been waking her, her up in the middle of the night and putting her in the back of the truck. And this was on school nights as well, a few times a week. And, you know, we had shared custody during the week. So he was so obsessed with her. He did it. He could have chosen to do his creepy stalking and obsessiveness on the days that I had her, but he couldn't contain himself. He wanted to know who she was with at all times, if she was entertaining any men at home, uh, going out on any dates. And so he would put Cindy in the car one, two in the morning, didn't matter, and drive all the way down, probably at least 50 minutes to an hour at least yeah um, down and then back and have her sitting there by herself wrapped up in a blanket scared and waiting for him and she said they always parked towards the backyard of avery's house and he would like hop the fence and sneak through the woods and go in and just spy on her and try to mm-hmm. talk to her this is
0: the such so, such a disappointing thing because after all this was. Revealed and we found out about everything. I remember talking to, we were blue in the face, baby, you don't have to keep secrets anymore. Not ever, ever, ever. Yet True. she did. I know. So, because you got the parenting plan basically where he has custody again, he continued to dress. So it's just more abuse. Yeah. The pattern right. just continued like we knew it would. And the courts completely ignored us and goes to show she got manipulated again. Now she's probably 10 years old at this point. And Mm -hmm. she's still keeping her dad's secrets, which we thought, oh gosh, we've, we've had to have that talk with her to Baby, you don't have to do that anymore. Don't ever, ever, ever feel like you have to keep your dad's secrets yet. She did. I know. And she's still like, even like weeks and months later, I mean, I don't know why she finally felt like she could tell you,
1: but I think she ended up coming forward when she knew that Avery was pressing charges against him or trying to. It's interesting. There's no rhyme or reason sometimes where she just blurts things out. Maybe mm-hmm. she's mad at him for some way right. um, or he's, you know, failed to follow through a promise to her or. And so she's like, guess what he did, you know, but it shouldn't be like that. She should just have come to one of us right away and said something and she didn't. So and there were times that she said she'd wake up and he wasn't even there and she would try to get hold of him and he wouldn't even answer. So he just left her sometimes. And that's far away. If there was an emergency an hour yeah. drive away, uh pisses me off. So I've I already know. gone through my many angry outbursts about the situation. So if I'm appearing a bit tame about it now, um yeah. Especially because Awful. you can scream at the top of your lungs to the cords to everything. They just does not matter. Die. Ben continued to no-show his scheduled days with Sydney, and he claimed to be extremely ill. On his next scheduled day with her, Ben called me and said that he had been admitted into the hospital. He told me that he was in renal failure, and he begged me to contact Avery and let her know what was going on. Is it real this time, Amber? Hmm, probably not. Um, yeah. But he, he was admitted. He said, I was at the doctor. I just had my my blood work done which he had not told me that he had been regularly doing that. I will admit Mm. that later in this chapter, I will talk about having to go into his home. He actually gives me permission to take care of the cat, feed the cat. And so when I'm there, I remember I did see um, something on the kitchen counter where he was regularly looked like going, having blood work done. He wasn't feeling well. He didn't know what was wrong with him. He had a horrible cough. Now I think he had COVID because because he had he was so sick his cough was so bad and he looked awful um and it was about 3 or 4 months before the big covid outbreak started that's when they called him and left him a voice message and said you, you like your blood work came back really bad your kidneys are in poor shape and he was on his way down to forks and so they said you need to go into the hospital right now then once he was settled he called me talked to sydney um video chatted on facebook with sydney so i could see him there i kind of like of course wanted to peek to make sure because i'm like yeah right and then his aunt yeah his aunt was talking to me and um because sydney was wor- worried about her dad and so because of that i was in communication so she knew what was going on and um so he was there, but he was gone by that evening or the next night. So I think that was definitely played up a bit. He was going to have to go on the kidney transplant list. Well, regardless. I remember that. He actually texted me. It was yes. like, oh, poor me. Yes. He, I mean, he had
0: sympathy. He sent me a picture and it was like his body in the bed and like some needle stuck in his arm. And I'm like, is that a Google image or what? And I remember he texting me and saying, no, it's, it's real. Uh, he's in, you know, his kidneys are, you know, working at 10% or something. And it's true. And then I felt horrible. Um, and then he said, you know, I something to the fact that he, he was really sorry for everything he did to me Mm -hmm. and that, I guess this is karma.
1: Yes. I got that too. Um, he, he says, he said he was sorry Then he moved into manipulating me. He really does well at the prep before he like slides in with the, uh, the main reason why he's manipulating you. So it was to get Avery's attention. Please call me. Then when I was like, sorry, she won't, she won't. He goes, okay, you can let Amber know. And I was like, I already did, but okay. So it was like, then I want her attention. He already texted me. Oh, that's right. Because he lied sexy. to me. He lied to me and yeah. "Don't tell her." And then, yeah. I said, okay. And then, and then I was like, "Do you remember me screenshotting and going, like, 'Say to you, like, oh, what a dumbass.' Yeah. Like, I'm important. Like, I can know, but don't mm, let Amber know yes. because you're, I'm letting. I don't even know what the point of that was. I don't either. Oh, it's all coming he, back to me. He
0: he still doesn't I get he, it.
1: He doesn't realize that we all
0: still talk. Yeah. We all communicate, so when you're telling her, don't tell Amber, she really is. But maybe he was trying to be one step ahead of you because he probably knew you were going to tell me anyways. I don't know. I have no idea.
1: I decided to let Avery know what was going on. Maybe she would want closure with Ben if he did pass. During that conversation, Avery profusely apologized to me and was embarrassed and wholeheartedly ashamed of her actions. I had been in her shoes. Hell, all of us ladies had. How could I not forgive her? That was the day that I forgave Avery. I called Amber and I told her everything Avery had shared with me. I thought Amber would put Tiger out after I told her, but she didn't. We both knew that any involvement with Ben was punishment enough.
0: I remember Avery saying, I hope he does die. Oh, too. and I remember thinking, damn, that's pretty harsh. I mean, yeah, if anyone should say that, that's me and you. But even we
1: didn't say that. So and she that, like, yes. She- and she's, yeah, she saw not told us about Masha. Yeah. She still not told us what had happened between them. I did not pry. Right. I tried to keep things light because I was trying to see if I could trust her. Text her and I say, Ben's in the hospital, says he's going to die. Might be true. Might not. Not sure. He won't leave me alone. I said, yeah, I'm so not- on letting <laughs> you know. Did- if he dies, I said, I-, I did my job and I let you know. And she goes, good, fuck him. I hope he dies. She was like, he is a terrible person he's done the most horrific and horrible things to me and that's when she finally opens up and tells me half of it half of it so the whole masha yes the business Uh uh-huh then she finally comes clean and tells me about she's just really embarrassed about her actions um she believed him she wanted to believe in him she she really hoped for the sake of Sydney, that maybe he meant what he was saying and he wanted to be a good person. And then he used that against her and manipulated her and blamed her for losing his marriage, for losing um, a a majority of his visitation with Sydney. And then she felt bad and she felt like she had to fix things. She didn't really have very many people to turn to. And she'd given up so much and she knew he was mental ill. So she went into it knowing that. So she was trying to stand by his side while he did the DBT and like all that. I
0: picked up where I left off. I tried yeah. to stay and do the right thing and get him treatment and help. And when that didn't work,
1: you know, she was the next one kind of in line. Um, she also said she would have reached out sooner, but she was just too ashamed. And she didn't know if we would ever take her calls. She was too embarrassed to even try and Um, I thanked her for for saying those things. And we kind of moved forward lately. And yeah, that was that. And so I did not speak to her again until the next fiasco. Here's some insight from Avery about her relationship with Ben and the events that transpired.
2: I completely, 100% was manipulated. Like in every form of the way, like I honestly look back, I hate even saying I was because I couldn't even, um, I can't even imagine being that the person that I was manipulated to be. So I, you know, I just don't even like to admit to it, but it is true. I remember one time he literally scheduled me for a facial and to have my makeup professionally done. Like what? person in this world thinks of something like that to do for someone. I mean, like I was like, this is just beyond incredible. So no matter what a shithead he was, and he was, he was a shithead. It was like he would do these incredible things to be like, well, he absolutely has to let me. Who would ever do all of these things if they didn't invest this money and You know, but it was just all part of his manipulation. He fed off of the manipulation and thinking of all these completely over the top gifts or, you know, things to do for you. Manipulation is such a real thing. Like it's so even hard for me to come to terms with it, but it is. And I was totally manipulated, just as, you know, um, Sydney. Is and you know, it's just an all is what ex wives, wives. I had really just completely lost myself. I think that that's really what happened to me. It's just like you know, just having this great guy, and then you just you know, fall into that. You want to talk about people making you not the person you intended to be. He brought out every ugly quality. I never even want to know. I do. And I still honestly feel like I'm so angry about what he did to me. I'll be happy when I get past being so angry because I guess I just feel like it's just so crazy that people can be this terrible.
0: It has now almost been a year since the big Valentine's Day drama with Ben and I was slowly trying to heal and move on with my life. My divorce was finalized and I began dating a new guy who was amazing. The last few months have been fairly quiet, but I knew that wouldn't last long. After unsuccessfully trying to woo me back in November, I knew that if I ever wanted to see any money for my divorce settlement, I needed to play nice. So
1: did he actually pay you at all those monthly installments that you were great to did it ever even happen even one or two it it did so I finally
0: stopped being a hothead and I learned from you that if you want to get something you got to play the game so I was killing him with kindness yeah and I just was in a better place overall in general so I didn't really feel like I needed to harbor hate it is what it is we agreed that he would pay me five hundred dollars a month, and I'm just thinking, oh, well, that's going to be forever because you owe me a hundred thousand dollars. But I'll take five because I wasn't getting anything prior to that. And here's the stupid part, and I learned this later, is that what I had was a money judgment, and my dumbass lawyer basically said, "I know." Well, now it's up to you to get your money. This is as far as I can take it, and you should maybe hire another collections lawyer to get your money. And I just was like, are you serious that the courts want to see that I'm trying on my own to get my money and that they're not going to do shit until I can show that I've been cordial and I've been trying to work outside of court to get my money. So that therefore I still had to be in contact with Ben begging and pleading, Hey, when are you going to pay me? When are you going to pay me? So he finally
1: said, um, I'll pay you 500 bucks a month. He's such a piece of shit. Okay. So clear something up for me too. And for the listeners, just in case anybody might be a little confused, you had two separate charges for two IVF uh, procedures, two total. The first one that we talked about when grandma Jeannie rolls in and <laughs> <laughs> when you're having your anxiety attack, because you yeah. find out about those charges. Now, Ben goes on in the next few chapters to repay that to try to woo you back and i'm a good changed man and i'm so sorry i did that to you now when you find out this time about the ivf charge being there again was this a, one of the other appointments or did he rescind the payment he had just made okay so this might get a little confusing but do
0: you remember when he stalked me onto the freeway Yes. this <laughs> was right after he took a plea deal for the tempting murder charge. Mm-hmm. Um, so this was the summer, this was August of 2019, just a few months after the Valentine's day thing.
1: Okay. So
0: he stalked me onto the freeway and then he was trying to get me back. Remember yes. So when he was trying to get me back, he was like, I will pay. Cause I learned in April about the IVF collection. So in August is when he promised me that he would pay for it. So he did. Surprisingly, that was October, September timeframe. Okay. Now, now we're in like early 2020, like January. And all of a sudden I'm thinking that charge got paid for and I get a collections letter at my house for the same damn charge with interest. So (gasps) then I'm flaming mad. And I thought he did it again. I was like, did you pay it and then dispute it? So I thought it was Ben. And he kept saying, it wasn't me. It wasn't me. Okay. Okay we're going to jump forward because later on, we'll find out about another company he was stealing for. Well, that company realized that Ben was charging personal stuff on the company credit card.
1: Oh, that no. Was,
0: that was the IVF. So no they, fucking, how do I not know that? I, don't, I thought I told you, but yes. So it actually wasn't Ben this time that disputed it. It was the, the company, the second company that he was frame dropped. Basically, oh, my goodness. So those people who are suing him, who are now in, and we didn't know about this. We did not know about any other second company. We didn't oh, even know about goodness. the first company. Yeah. So I'm sitting here flaming mad thinking Ben did it again and paid for it and then turned around and canceled it. So I am like livid yeah. that these measures were back on my account. I have to get something, anything to go towards this charge. I have to. I was also hearing rumblings from Athena that there was more drama happening between Avery and Ben, and she would keep me updated. I felt terrible for her. Even after everything that happened between Avery and the other woman, nobody deserved the wrath of Ben. While she was battling her own fight with him, Deanna was in even worse shape. She just couldn't catch a break from being absolutely terrorized by Ben and found herself attacked outside of her apartment and, later finding out that she had been put on a fantasy date rape site. The next thing we know, like right when this Avery stuff and the renal failure and I mean, complete pandemonium. It's crazy. And then we get this call from Deanna saying, I'm fleeing the state. I was attacked again. We can't prove it's him. We can have suspicions that it's him, but right. it's, it's the dark web. And yeah. she had some kind of people looking into it and they said, listen, you're not safe. You're not safe, and so to protect herself, she needed to flee out of the state. So, yes. there she we has. were just—we had this new flame under our asses, you know. Now that yeah. Avery was back, we kind of were reborn. So all of us—me, yes. you, Avery, and Diana—kind of mm-hmm. came back and we're like, "Here's the ev- evidence I have. Here's my evidence. Here's your evidence. Here's."
1: And we were trying anything to- I can do <laughs> to help. I felt I felt so guilty. Because, you know, this is Ben's retaliation for her helping me in that case. And
0: no, it's just like, let it go. I know. Let it go. Why is he? Obsessive. He's
1: obsessive. Exactly. Every, every big point in this episode, hence why we called it obsessed. You will see the pattern of obsessiveness. He is, he can't help himself.
0: Whether he's trying to get you back or if he's trying to have revenge on you, he will be obsessed either way. Yes. He's stalking
1: you. He obsessively stalks you. Obsessively calls you. Obsessively uh, tries to ruin you. Yeah. Make you love him. Obsessive texting, emailing. It's tracking you on the freeway. It's crazy. Avery called me a few weeks later, panicked. Ben was terrorizing the new guy she had just started dating. Oh my goodness. Ben, when it's far as to obviously track her and follow her, or else there's no way he would have known what man she was dating they literally got to two weeks before this guy was like I have children um just like that guy who was on the boat he was like I have kids and I can't risk you know I have a family like I this is too crazy that's basically what this guy did because Ben reached out ran a background check on this guy found the ex-wife's phone number personally called her made up all this crazy shit about i think like he does drugs he's this he's a terrible guy this that and the other and your children are not safe around avery and this this guy their father oh and gosh. then this woman calls bitching him out like who the fuck what the fuck is going on who's this guy calling me and then he proceeds man, proceeds to send you and i yes. his fucking criminal report yeah making sure we know he's terrible and i go Um, Ben, do you realize every single thing on this list is everything you've been charged with? Um, Yeah. And you think that you're a better guy, and what the fuck are you doing? Yeah. Stalker. Holy shit. I know. And so that's when all the panic started. But man, it quickly progressed because he obviously kept coming out there and following her to this guy's house. So now he knows where he lives. He is vandalizing his vehicle, as we know. I think it started out with maybe breaking a window and keying the car. Um, And that's when she was like, fuck it. Like I'm getting a restraining order. This has gone too far. And as always, when you believe that the craziness of Ben couldn't get any more extreme, we were proven wrong once again. Avery and I had a long conversation about Ben finding his new biological father and meeting his new amazing half-sister. I'm assuming that's why Ben called her when he had hit an all-time low she flew out from california to be with him stay with him and make sure that he did not follow through with any of his suicide threats and in good old Ben fashion of course there's always something up his sleeve and that was using his sister rebecca to try to get in touch with avery once again in the two weeks leading up to the court hearing to make the temporary protection order final avery and her roommate both had their windows broken out and the guy that avery had dated an entire whole two weeks before it ended had his brake lines cut
0: here we go again it's not going to look good because he he was desperate really to not have that because of what happened in our case he basically would violate his probation yes um and he had the deanna stuff going on as well mm. so if he had yeah. multiple
1: violations he mm. could go to jail neighbor they, they had a a rate camera and caught his truck going back and forth i have all the video footage it's like mm-hmm. three or four different videos it just sucks that there was they were unable to do video enhancement because they did file a police report and gave ben as a lead and there's nothing did they don't have a license plate to confirm and they, they, they checked into it i think they did follow up and that's when ben retaliates even worse and cuts this guy's brake lines I still have a video where you see this guy parking, uh, the black truck going, parking, the guy walking to the side of his car, kind of ducks down, disappears for a minute, pops back up, walks, gets nervous, and walks in the opposite direction.
0: That's scary.
1: So then he filed another police report and now the narcissist in Ben thinks he is invincible, untouchable. So pretty sure I let Ben know, oh my gosh, I can't believe this happened. But guess what? There's video. So whatever's happening, at least they got video and they're looking into it. And that is the truth. And he's like, yeah. wait, what do you mean? Wait, what, what What do you mean? And by Ben's reaction to me on the phone, I knew exactly what I was doing and I knew what I was looking for. And I got the response that told me hundred percent he was involved. It's alleged. It's never been proven in the legal mm-hmm. system, but I know him too well. And he'd be like, okay, good. Well, at least At least now I can be proven innocent. Okay, cool. So what exactly do they have? So does it show the guy's face? Like, how do you know? Well, what does he even look like? I'm like, really? And when Ben's attempts to scare off Avery's new guy did not work, he tried a new tactic, and that involved ripping off the side view mirror of Avery's car. Ben's whole plan was to be the hero and that he would figure out who had vandalized Avery's vehicle And of course, he once again enlisted the help of his sister, Rebecca. Take a listen to the audio recording between Avery and Rebecca.
3: Hello? Hey, what's going on? Hey,
4: I, okay, so here's the deal. I've been going through all this shit with Brandon uh, because I I just said, listen, dude, you're going to have to fucking convince me that she's not right about all this shit. Mm -hmm. I'm serious. I I said, if you don't show me, I'm going to start looking myself. Because mm-hmm. you got to know right now that I'm not fucking taking sides just because. Yeah. He's my brother. I, I've That's been burned good. before. I know what it's like. Yeah.
3: You. Yeah. It's in the family. Yeah.
4: Yeah. And I'm like, listen. I don't. I don't like to be lied to.
3: Mm-hmm. I don't like
4: anybody deceiving me. I don't like. You need to be fucking straight up and honest with me. And I want you to tell me. And when I, you look me in the fucking eyes, and I'm gonna look myself after you tell me if you're if you've done it or if you've done not. I said I have more respect for you that way. Mm-hmm. But you can't ask me to be there for you and lie to me, and then me go back to and tell her that I believe you because I have to see it first. Yeah. So, anyways, we talked all night last night. He's totally fucked up. I can't believe how fucking shitty he looks too. So He's- we talked and talked and talked, and you know, I understood a lot of things he said, and I said, you know what, I, you know, there's other side to his story. You know, I-, I came here because I needed to talk to her. I came here for you and for her, I took all this fucking time off, and I'm going to find out the truth, so this can be squashed, because nobody needs to be fucking harassed, and you don't need to be miserable, so let's get it done. So we talked and talked and talked, and I decided that I was going to go and try to look, I thought, you know what, I'm going to look for this fucking mayor situation. Uh Uh-huh, because he's lying. I I I went on Let Go, I went on Offer Up, and then I went on Craigslist. Mm-hmm. And I just looked in Seattle, washington mm-hmm. Seattle, Washington, and I know what kind of car you got because I asked him mm-hmm. and I started looking and the fucking second thing that popped up was one that was is like yours, but the person selling it says it's anywhere from a two thousand and fifteen to two thousand nineteen It's why you could you could look it up and I was like, what so i I called the, I called the guy and then I mean I got messaged him, and he messaged me back. Uh-huh. And he said he would meet with me at 8 o'clock. So I have a rental, so I'm going to go do this myself. And I just wanted to let you know I fucking found it. And I know that And it's in, uh, it's in, and I, I haven't really talked to Brandon much about it. But anyway, it's Bonnie, it, uh, Bonnie Lake. It's in Bonnie Lake.
3: Well, why don't you just tell me where it's at and I'll go pick it up so I can pay for
4: okay. it. Okay, well, um, he, I, okay, hold on. Let me get you the information real quick. Okay. Okay, hold on. In my phone here.
3: So, if you can just text it to me, that would be awesome. Come on, man. Okay. And did the guy say where uh, he got the mirror? Did he tell you where he got the mirror? Huh? Did he tell you where huh? he got the mirror? What's that?
4: Did he tell you
3: where he got the mirror?
4: That's what I'm going to ask when I get there.
3: No, I'll just go and pick it up.
4: Oh, here, let me tell you what it says. Let me tell you what it says. On his, on the thing, on, on click Will you just it says,
3: screenshot it um, and send it to me? This, hold on. Okay.
4: It says, um, right here, because I cut um, Toyota Highlander passenger mirror white, $95, Bonnie Lake. I need to sell fast, leaving town. Selling mirrors from passenger side Toyota Highlander. Year is like 2015 to 2019, I think. It is white. Okay. message me and I'll get back to you quick
3: thanks okay so will you just text message me the address and everything and I'll go pick it up okay okay thanks okay. for doing that I appreciate that
4: yeah I just wanted I, I needed my I needed the truth and everything and that I, I just needed proof on every on every level I needed him to show me proof on everything I didn't, I even made phone calls because he showed me the thing. I even made I even got on I, if you give me the phone number those people. Mm-hmm. I got on the phone and I called and I spoke to three different people and I spoke to the guy that gave him the, the, the test. Mm-hmm. We had a long conversation and he said, I will show you the results and send it to me, everything by phone and I said, okay. I mean, I, I did my own delving because I'm not just gonna say that somebody tells me something is actually true. Okay, so wow. I, I didn't feel like it was right for me to do that. To not have actual proof you're to telling me.
3: Yeah, you know I what appreciate mean? that. Hey, you know what? Once you... After you get send me the information on the mirror and uh-huh. I pick it up, I'll call you back after that and let you know how it went. Okay. Okay, thank okay. you. Okay, honey. Okay, bye. Bye. Bye.
1: And just like Avery had said, Ben's story was complete bullshit. Of course, Rebecca had no idea because Ben actually posted the ad in the paper as fast as he could so that his sister would believe him.
0: Meantime, I'm still having casual conversations and I'm trying to get information, Mm -hmm. which I did. So he basically, I said, gosh, I heard about the restraining order. Oh my God, another one? What's going on to share? And of course he spills the beans and I'm like, man, it sounds like she's pretty crazy. That's I just, right. I, I just went along for it. Like, yeah. Right. I mean, that sounds right. crazy, Ben. I mean, she sounds terrible. What that's are you going to do about it? What are you going to do? And then he goes, yes. well, he's like, you know, me and Avery went to um, counseling and that's right. my psychiatrist, I went to her and she's printing off everything. My psychiatrist told me that Avery's the craziest person ever. And she diagnosed her with histrionic Something, some cluster B personality. Yeah, She's yeah. a sociopath, basically. He's like, and she signed off on everything, and I'm submitting it into court. And then right there, I was like, oh my God, it's fake. It's fake. So I sent that message to you. And Avery, was like, girl, I yes. gotta give you a heads up because he is going to submit fake
1: leak, like fake um health yeah. documents. You told me, and I was like, I'll say something. So I was like, so this might sound weird, but he's talking about submitting you know, information. And she goes, the counselor never said, never, ever said that never diagnosed me with anything. Are you fucking kidding? She like her yeah. laughing. She goes, are you kidding me? You know what? Until one or two days before when she got served a thick ass, like of a scrap, she goes, I know, no, it's true. I'm not even going to read it. I'm not going to let it upset me. And I kept saying, Avery, you need to read it. You need to protect yourself. She's like, I'm not going to, it's all fake. It doesn't oh, matter. My gosh. And I go, Avery, you need to, you need to then I told her about what you'd found out. And then we had a group conversation about it. And I said, listen, you had a chance to read it and like have a rebuttal and bring proof and reserve, but you didn't. And I'm afraid that, you know, like your time's almost up. So then she's like, okay, then about midnight, I get a text. Holy fuck. Are you fucking kidding? me? She was mind blown and like on fire. Fuming pissed. The things that he had in there, the doctored uh, oh, yeah. documents, medical stuff. She found what you had told us about. <sighs> and she was like, What am I going to do? What am I going to do? After submitting hundreds of pages of evidence to the court, Ben and his attorney were able to get the protection order that Avery had filed against him thrown out. Once again, The legal system did nothing to protect another victim of Ben's. He was so happy and pleased that I told you that was going to happen. She's a joke. She's a liar. I'm like, oh, God, no. Why? had so much evidence. And she had that prior and all of his criminal record stuff with us. And she got the charges. Yes, she dropped it. But you still see a pattern.
0: I know. I wonder if it went against her, the fact that in the Bothell court case that she stood up on behalf of him and and requested to have the no contact order lifted. It shouldn't
1: have, 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 but I wonder if it it did. It might have, but it shouldn't have because those are very normal things that happen when you are being abused and manipulated. Yes, exactly. It's not easy to get a five-year no contact order. It's not easy. She had already gotten the other order. It's not easy. So the fact that she already had it and then dropped it and went back, like that is a repeat Abuser. No, but
0: what? It's but so all, fucked up. Oh, it's so fucked up. But there was another restraining order that she got, and then she dropped as well. Right. So too. And well, so maybe it shouldn't work that way. You're absolutely right. But I wonder if it does kind of, yeah, pick away at your credibility. Maybe in the court system, even though we're told that, oh no, it doesn't. But I just wonder if there's anything. You're to right. It.
1: You're right. And, and she verbally says it. I felt coerced in doing this. It really wasn't. He's never been anything but nice and kind to me. Oh yeah. So and they, by the way, so he shows up when she files the original uh, filing. I don't know if I told you that, but she was in the bathroom and she comes out and he's standing there in the open lobby area. Oh right. And then he tells she goes, "What are you doing here? Get away from me!" And she lies and he tells her that Athena said you were going to come get an order against me. Please don't. And I never said anything. That's how I knew he was tracker tracking her phone and he could see her shit on her phone. Because she did tell me. She texted me. It was either on Facebook Messenger, maybe. uh, But that's when she was like, fuck, he can see my shit. The following month, Sydney called me from Ben's home and told me that she didn't want to be there anymore. She said that her father wouldn't get out of bed and that they had no groceries in the house. I called to see what was going on and he proceeded to tell me that he was devastatingly heartbroken still over Avery. He admitted that he cheated on her and he went on and on about how he wished he could be a better person and that he really needs to get serious inpatient help. I was glad to hear that, but I didn't actually believe that he would follow through. But I was hopeful for Sydney's sake. I find out about the um, frame drop stuff because oh. I saw those documents on his kitchen counter. And so I do not tell... I. I don't let him know for a little while that I know, but I kind of put that in my back pocket. But in my mind, I'm thinking you are depressed and you are so fucking stressed out because you're being sued, you've fucked up and you're doing a bunch of shit to try to cover your tracks. There are photo, weird copies of bank statements all over his kitchen counter. I'm like, oh, oh my gosh. yeah. Credit checks. Like. I was like, okay, there's a lot of stuff out here. He probably forgot he gave, he actually gave me permission. I said, text me and give me permission. It was Friday and Sydney's last weekend of winter break. I kept her the entire week and needed to check in with Ben to see if he would resume his scheduled time with her on that Monday. When I messaged him regarding the schedule, he told me that he was in even worse shape and that he really needed to do some soul searching and that he was going to drive up to Mount Rainier and stay a night or two up there. Let's be real. You don't have a Discovery Park pass. You're yeah. the last man that's ever going to sleep in your car. You don't know how to put up a tent. You probably never started a campfire in your life. Bullshit. So the only yeah. way this is even remotely close to the truth is you're doing this for attention. Mm-hmm. And you want me to think you're going to go kill yourself. and that you're in such a bad place that you need time away. And so I said, I can't have you like this around your daughter anymore. I pick up Sydney and he's like, okay, so then... He calls me and says he's going to do soul searching. That's when he doesn't show up at all. That's when he goes MIA. Everybody's looking for him. Mm -hmm. Um, Bobby finds, tells me that the last time we saw him, he was helping him pick up a new vehicle that Ben referred to as a commuter vehicle, commuter vehicle. That's odd. You don't work and commute. COVID had hit, I believe. Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. Regardless of it or not, it was right around that time. And you're working from home and your company is suing you and you're not going into any fucking office. Therefore, you're not commuting. It didn't even make sense. Why did he buy another car? But we know how he does weird stuff like that, right? So then um, once he doesn't pick her up or respond to anybody and now spring breaks over and where's Ben? Sydney can't ride the bus home to his house. He's supposed to pick her up. Actually, he's supposed to pick her up after school. So I just tell her, come home here. And that's when I start talking to his aunt. And that's when there's that picture of that man face down floating in the water. And that was horrible. It was horrible. And was I, sick. I, I so many of times thought that this world and our, all of our lives would be better off without Ben, the hurt that he causes. And maybe that's a dark statement, but when it actually came down to the fact that i thought he really had killed himself i felt differently and i was surprised i felt sadness for sydney i didn't know if i would be able to ever fix the broken and the hurt inside of sydney if he died in that way and so i kind of like felt like i need to repent and take back all my evil thoughts, you know, because he's done me so wrong. And so it's only normal that I would have these thoughts because he is not a good influence for our child, but I started weighing it. What's worse, her knowing that her dad is dead and killed himself or maybe him fading out of her life in a different way, but still being alive. I didn't know, but I started panicking. And because of that is when I was letting, you know, what's going on. I felt like I just in case had to run that past Avery just yeah. in case for some crazy reason she took him back or was communicating with them and not telling us. And once again, her, as I wrote, you know, like, Nope, good. I hope he's fucking dead. Cool. It's just, it, I don't even
0: have words. It's, it's literally PTSD for me. Cause I heard it so many times. I'm going to kill myself. I'm going to kill myself. It's your fault. I'm going to kill myself. And then just a few weeks prior, the renal stuff, then that was the first time it felt real like, Oh gosh. Mm he could die. Maybe he really is going to die. And I felt concerned for Sydney, of course, and his family. Is, yeah. And then it's, and then and we're not, Sydney. we're not monsters. Right. But then in yeah. the same breath, he's doing this stuff to Deanna. He's doing this stuff to Avery. Yeah. So then you're like, what the fuck? He's I know. Obviously, it's a no, mind fuck. Isn't yes. It? Yes. And so you kind of feel like, well, how right. sick are you? How, how sick are, are you? you? I feel bad for you for a split second. Yes. But then but again, but then when you see the picture, that took it to a whole new level. I remember you told me, yeah. and at first I didn't take it serious. I'm like, oh, he's just not answering your phone calls. It's a sympathy ploy, yes. nothing more. Yes, and I didn't take it serious. And then you sent me that picture, and honestly, I thought I was going to puke. Me too. I, I, I just sick. kept staring at it. Yes, and it did kind of look like
1: him. Yeah, he was face did. down in a dish or something, and like and no, in the water. You could see his face, so you didn't know he had a hat on, so you could see his hair color really. It was scary. And And um, the fact that he was not answering his phone, everybody was calling him for days. But I will say one thing, Avery got it right. And I thought, damn, at first I thought it was a little harsh, but then I was just like, man, she's, I don't know. Once that switch was turned, she was on it. She kept how she felt. And you know what she said to me? She said, He's not fucking dead. He's too much of a coward. And you know what? He would never fucking take his life because he would never, ever let your husband win and be the main man in Sydney's life. It's now Monday and still no sign of Ben. Sydney and I drove to his home to feed and water her cat. I had so many mixed emotions and thoughts running through my head. Was he actually home? Would I be walking in to see something I could never erase from my memories?
0: Just having to say... I don't know what I'm going to walk into Sydney. Stay here. Let me into go into the house and not know what she might walk into. That's horrifying. That is horrifying. And because like you said, once that's in your brain, you'll never get that out. So if he did take his life, it's so abusive, it's so abusive. And then like, what were you supposed to do if something did
1: happen and Sydney's outside? I have these visions that haunt me from when I was a little kid. It's I don't want that for her. She's already witnessed enough, heard enough, seen enough. And to backtrack a little bit, Sydney was coming to me because she's a little bit of a gossip queen, as we know, and likes to stir the pot a bit. It's terrible. But she was dropping the name of Katie. That's dad's friend. Nope, they're just friends. Nope, they're just friends. So instead of it being just a few weeks apart, I'm going to say that the incidences between the renal failure and the Mount Rainier... Like, event, it was probably at least six weeks or more. Because mm-hmm. between those two things, I find out, like, during that time, she's telling me that has a friend named Katie, and I question him and mm-hmm. I act super cool about it. Well, I'm glad you need to get over Avery. I know you're so sad, and this is when he gets out of the hospital, like, but I'm glad, like, good, put yourself out there. I'm, of course, just right. playing the role. So there's that. And then, um, So then as I go and check everything and I, this is the first time, this is like a Monday. And then I go back on a Wednesday. So he's not there, but like you said, I made Cindy wait in the garage, right? Check everything out. But when I walk up the stairs and I am scared, I honest to God thought he was, had hung himself or shot himself in his bedroom. And so I made sure that was the last room I checked. I went up every room to see if I could find evidence, anything. Just want to make sure I opened up the bathroom doors, the closets, to make sure he didn't hang himself, just anything. And then I find in that front spare room, all of Sydney's photos that used to be downstairs or like anywhere around the house, they were all gathered up and put like in the corner on the floor. I think is what it was. Then when I go the other way towards his room, there's these big stack of boxes in front of her bedroom door and I'm thinking, did he get evicted? Is he moving? Like, I didn't know where to go with this. Thought nowhere did my mind go to what the actual truth was, which we'll get to later in the next episode. Mm-hmm. But then I continue on, open up his bedroom door, and it's disgusting. It's stuff everywhere. It's dark and smelly, and it's he's not there. And I'm so grateful. And I'd never been in there, and I walk into the walk-in closet and check in the bathroom. It's like, oh, thank you God. Then I get her. And then she takes care of the cat. Okay. So that's when we go back again to take care of Trixie, the cat. Mm-hmm. And that's when his trucks parked there. So then, you know, he's alive. And then it's like that motherfucker. Where have you been? How?
0: Yeah. Was it like a week, several days? Yeah. Seven days. Seven days. Mm-hmm. So completely MIA, never responded to anyone. All of us. He was, he was in
1: exactly. California. Yeah. Exactly. He prepped that whole ailment, mm-hmm. because it was spring break for for Sydney. Um, and he wanted to go see the girl that he had met online and spend time with her. One thing that Athena
0: did notice after confronting Ben was that when she went to leave his house through the garage, she saw some night vision goggles and a crossbow sitting there. What the fuck was Ben up to? Within a very short amount of time, we learned exactly what Ben was up to. And their names were katie elizabeth and rachel three beautiful women that were the next victims in ben's cat and mouse games but there was holes in his story and you couldn't figure yes. out what's what's up with the boxes so just so the listeners know while he's basically begging and pleading and he's so upset over avery and then the suicide kind of making us believe that he was so sad he actually was dating someone in seattle as well as he met two other women in the Sacramento area
1: that yes. he was also wooing. So there's three women. Yes. In addition to Katie, he now had Elizabeth who yes. lived in Washington state and she came in and he lied to her and said that he hadn't seen Sydney in over a year and that mm-hmm. he's finally so excited that he's going to put a room together because he got custody and she's moving in. So he didn't want any evidence to prove that he was lying about Sydney. Once I went back and I timeline things and I figured out between the different women, I believe that Ben took the night vision goggles and the crossbow. I believe he drove down to Tacoma those few days when he was going to Mount Rainier. I believe he went there to see what was going on with Avery and he was pissed. I think he was thinking that she was banging Mario or somebody, right? Or a new guy or old guy or whatever guy. I think then he drives back. I think he got that new car so that it wasn't obvious when he drove it. So nobody would know when he he was stalking her. I think that's what it was. And that's why he got that fucking car because he was commuting to fucking obsessively stalk Avery. He drives back. I think he does that for two nights, drives back, catches a flight because for whatever reason, now he needs to fulfill himself. And he needs fulfillment. Avery doesn't want him. Blah blah blah. Goes to Sacramento. He's with Katie. I believe I talked to Katie and I think I can I think that's how I knew. I she confirmed the dates that he was there. And I'm just like, son of a Elizabeth in Seattle. Yes. That's why. But I didn't know about Elizabeth yet. We didn't. Nope. We did not yet. So yeah, next episode, we are going to talk more in depth about these three women. And that we uncover within a very short time span two women right away
4: Mm -hmm. and
1: we began to put the puzzle pieces together and it's again shocking but not shocking always don't you think it's always like what the fuck but why am I surprised (laughs) I know
0: and and this is kind of moving into your family tragedy and what really kind of finally made us say we need to tell our story and that's where the wheels started turning and it went from man this is a movie we should make a movie and just kind of joking about it to you know what fuck this we need to we need to
1: talk about it next time on ex-wives undercover
0: oh and we don't realize this in the very beginning but he's seeding information that's incorrect Denise told me about
1: her. I'm happy. She seems like a nice person. Let's move forward and be honest with each other. All I want for you is to be happy. I looked up her name. No. And so not until later do we find out that he made it up again. Okay, so, so next thing I know, she's connected all three of us on a thread on Facebook Messenger. She's yeah. She says, hi, Elizabeth, meet Athena. Athena, me Elizabeth. (laughs) Oh
0: my God. And And you're probably like,
1: are you kidding me? I was just trying to figure out, Katie, who's this? And I see my phone and my heart sinks because when you see that many missed phone calls from the closest people in your life and that many missed text messages, the text messages say, Honey, please call me. It's an emergency. Honey, call me. It's 911. Athena, where are you? We're trying to reach you. Athena, please call us. You need to call us right away. Is this real? Like, how is this happening? I couldn't control anything. And Chris just tried to hold my hand. I just kept saying, have how? Like, how's she gone? <laughs> my number one person, she's gone. And once again, if you like what you're hearing, please leave us a five-star review and make sure to join our private Facebook group for even more juicy info. You can also find us on TikTok, Instagram, YouTube, and Twitter. And of course, you can always visit our site at www.exwivesundercover.com.